Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. I'm Carol Gerbay, one of the hosts of this new podcast series. And I'm Dr. Rosie Kuhn. I'm the other host of this podcast series, Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. Our intention is to support and empower you to, to thrive in your life. Carol's background in food integrity and education and mine in terms of transformational coaching, we hope to bring you a blended perspective on how to thrive. And just to let all my listeners know, I will still be hosting Food Integrity Now, interviewing great guests and experts to keep you up to date on the latest information regarding your health and wellness. We hope you really enjoy this new podcast series. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Rosie. Hi, Carol. How are you doing? I am doing well. How are you doing? Good. Good. We had a little bit of sunshine amongst a whole lot of rain. So I'm happy just to be out in a little sunshine for a bit. So Yeah. Yeah, that does make a difference. We're starting to get into our better weather season. So I'm super excited and planting and spring. Love it. Yeah. A topic that I would like to talk about today is learning to feel and why that is so important and why many people don't have any problem with their mental body because we become such a mental society and that feeling is somewhat of a lost art in many people and i know that sounds dramatic but but it's it's kind of true with all the ai and all the 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 mental mentalness of our planet right now. Food is always important. In my mind, it's it's the center of how we nourish ourselves. I think it's important to feel the energy of your food. Nice. And that may sound a little crazy or a little woo-woo, but I want to invite people to kind of be open to this possibility, play with it a little bit. I use that word play because it's kind of fun to experiment with this because we know everything's energy. So food has energy. And if we can figure out what foods may be detrimental to our health and well-being and what is really beneficial for us, because as we know, Rosie, everybody is different. Yep. Then wouldn't that be helpful in assisting us to thrive. I like it. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, one of the things I like about that is it empowers us to get in touch with the truth of that. So in a sense, it's like, okay, how do I feel? You know, in a sense, the technique of feeling and sensing and intuiting and all of that. But what we're what you're bringing in and, and what's really important for me in terms of thriving is that place of personal empowerment. Yes. So when I go to the grocery store, and I've heard this before, but when I go to the grocery store, in a sense, there's a relationship with all that vibration of, of vegetables and fruits and the whole, you know, breads and the bakeries. And there's all this vibration and we're drawn to different uh, parts of the store And we're also drawn to specific like avocados. So if I'm going and I'm feeling, looking at the avocados, which avocado and I can squeeze or press or firm. But there's one in particular that's kind of calling me. And um, I love that concept that that's, if I'm, 
if I'm open to it, that's what, that's the relationship I can begin to cultivate with my food and my heart. In a sense, I'm listening to myself and my body. And I'm also listening to what is it that's drawing me to it. It's like, ah, uh, avocado. And there might be a, uh, my mental self might say, oh, those are very expensive. But, but I'm listening to the, the other part of me, the feeling, sensing, uh, energetic part that says, oh, that beautiful being of avocado is calling me. And so I'm willing to listen to that versus the part that says, yes, but it's not in the budget or yes, but it's so expensive or those kinds of mental things, the yes, but. So I really love what you're saying in that. Well, that is a really perfect example of what I'm talking about, uh, the mental versus the feeling, because your belief there might be in the mental, using the mental when you're shopping is that's expensive. It could be, I'm not worth it. It, it could be, it, it doesn't really matter what I put in my body, whatever that belief may be. Yes. And when you go to a sense of feeling, your body doesn't really lie when it's feeling. The mental, the mind can can lie based on self-limiting beliefs, like I was just discussing. So I love that you just said that. And one thing that I'd like to invite our listeners, if they so desire, it's kind of fun to do, is to, for example, uh, find a product that there's a couple of things you could do. You could find a product that you know, you absolutely know this is not going to be beneficial for my body. Some kind yep. of highly processed junk food. And maybe it has GMOs in it. it. Maybe it has glyphosate in it. All those nasty things that aren't good for our body. And so take that product and then take another product Maybe you grew it in your garden organically, or you 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 know for sure it was organically grown. You buy it at the farmer's market. You just you really trust this product, and you you have a sense of knowing that you feel really good when you eat this product. Okay, maybe it's that avocado you chose, but yeah. it can be whatever your heart desires. So take your hand. And put your hand over the known poison, I call it, and put your hand over it and, and play with it a little bit and see how that feels. And then take that same hand and put it over this avocado or organic piece of fruit or vegetable that you know is beneficial for your body, or you feel like it is. Again, that's a feeling. Mm -hmm. And see if you can start feeling the difference. And with a little bit of practice, I think you could, I think everybody can do this. And once you somewhat master this, wouldn't it be beneficial when you went to the grocery store where you could put your hand over food and see what felt good for you, what intuitively, but you can actually feel the vibration of that food with some practice. Yeah. 
and, and feel the difference. So that to me is a very positive way to learn to feel. Yeah. And I, I absolutely, I think that's a really great practice, a great tool. And the cool thing is, is we all do this automatically. We already are doing this sensing and intuiting. Um, and but, but what you and what what you said was really important is that we're already doing this. We get gravitate, we gravitate towards high, uh, higher resonance or vibration if if our bodies can take it. In a sense, if I'm used to um, uh, eating stuff that's uh, of lower vibration. I, I probably will go in that direction, but I want to grow my capacity for higher vibration food, higher, um, higher quality, higher, whatever that is, that higher quality that, that I want in my body. Um, and we do this automatically. And so that's why sometimes we're vibrationally drawn to potato chips or we're drawn to those um, high, um, high, um, the bad things for us. And, um, but we, we can, we can listen f- for and that comes from a different thinking in a sense like I want something uh, that I, that's affordable. I want something that's easy. I want something that's convenient. I want something that's will make me feel comfortable, like um, comfort food. So those wants sometimes my vibration or the vibration can draw me towards those foods versus okay. I want I want my body to feel like it's thriving. I want to feel the vibrancy of when I'm eating good food. I want to feel that versus what it feels like to eat junk food, which comfort, but yucky, yucky in terms of how I feel afterwards. Yeah. So, that's, that's interesting that you're talking about the comfort there. I, I recently took a class from uh, one of my spiritual teachers and he was talking about the difference between feeling peaceful and feeling comfortable and peaceful comes from within. It's a sense of well-being. It's a, it's a sense of being calm, where being comfortable can be more attached to our belief system that we're comfortable because it's what we what we always do, or it's 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 our pattern. And that feels comfortable. Comfort isn't always your friend, as we know. That's right. So, and I understand what you say about comfort food. And, and a lot of people may choose, you know, highly processed foods or something like that for comfort. And I think at one point in my life, I did the same thing where you know, I would get upset about something and I'd say, oh, I'm just going to eat this bag of Doritos or whatever it was back in the day. And it never really made me feel good. And it usually made me feel worse. I have shifted when I feel like I need comfort food. To me, that word means something different now. It means nourishing food. So let's say I'm having a day where, you know, I'm not feeling 100%. And I think, oh, I'd like some comfort zone. Maybe it's Maybe it's cloudy and gloomy out or cold. And so I've shifted that comfort to, okay, I'm going to make a kanji, which is, if you look that up, that is a Chinese porridge made with, and you can make it with bone broth or chicken broth or vegetable broth, whatever you want to make it for. But to me, that's my comfort food. Nice. And versus, I think I'm going to go eat a bag of Doritos. 
So I, that's just a pattern shift. And, and it's also a different way of looking at that word comfort on those days and replacing that with what, how can I nurture my nature or how can I nourish my physical body? And when I nourish my physical body, I nourish all my bodies. Yes. And, you know, the whole intention of our conversations and um, thriving like a guru and beyond food integrity is that there's so much um, of our whole being that we bring into these conversations. So even in terms of uh, growing this capacity to feel, it's one thing uh, feeling the energy of our food um, uh, feeling the energy. I, I love the the idea that emotion is energy in motion and that we're not just feeling our emotions like our sad, bad, mad, glad emotions, but we're feeling into the energy of our being and the energy in the world. So most people who come into nature, there's something that happens when they're in nature that they, they, they uh, the there's a, that, that energy between us or within us and around us is um, supports and, and feels nourishing to all of us, whether we know that consciously or mentally or not, there's that interaction. And so what we're, what you're talking about, what we're talking about is this integration of not only our feelings as in I'm happy or I'm sad or I'm thriving and I'm excited and I'm, you know, the, 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 the positive emotions, and or the negatives, but we're talking about the greater knowing, the big the big K or the even the little K knowing of that quality of being that we're wanting to experience in our thriving and our flourishing and our nurturing. You know, right. every single individual wants that. We all want that. And all this stuff that gets in our way, and you mentioned this earlier, the the mental uh, uh, the mentalizations that we go through that minimize or limit the willingness or the capacity to thrive that's that conflicting commitment that we have it's like yes i want to thrive but it's costing money yes it's, i want to thrive but that means i have to get i have to give up my comfort food as opposed to well let's just kind of look at this little by little inch by inch as opposed to you're not we're not i'm not certainly my my spiritual human practice is incremental and it has been that way all along to progress one one meal at a time, one day at a time. What can I do today? Or what is, what am I drawn to? This is the place I love that you're talking about was what am I drawn to? What foods are am I drawn to today that I can, that I can bring in? So one of my practices is to eat an apple more often. We talked about this, I think in the last podcast, just eat an organic apple once, you know, I mean, so I, I go to the store and I go, I'm going to buy an apple. I say it almost out loud because my resistance to ex the expense of an apple, the right apples, all the talk about apples in terms of research and science and pesticides, blah, blah, blah. I, I That all is in my mentalization. And I have to listen to, I want an apple for this to nourish my being. And so it's that quality that I'm bringing to that experience but i have to be uh cognizant of my choices to say i want to buy an i'm going to buy an apple today <laughs> you know and then go and maybe find the least expensive ones and then find the one that really makes me happy of, of those 
those are all very, uh, it's that integration of both my mental, uh, bringing my mental in by saying, I'm going to, I'm going to have an apple. I'm going to buy an apple. And then the intuitive part of me that knows, oh, that's the apple. That's the pretty one. That's the one that's calling me. So it's, it's a, it's a major practice every day. This is not like something that thriving is an everyday, every moment presence. I agree. It's not something that I don't like ever to speak in absolutes, uh, but it's not something that most people can accomplish in a day. Or it's, a it's a process. It's, yeah. it's a process and it's ever changing and it's different for everyone. So uh, that's just really important to remind everybody. This isn't, if I do this, I'm going to thrive. Or if I do that, I'm going to thrive. It's yeah. a combination of everything. One thing that I notice uh, about feelings in working with my clients, uh, my nutrition clients, is, well, I've talked about this too, how I'll ask some questions early on about brain fog. And I hear this a lot where a client will say, no, no, my brain's functioning just fine. I feel, I feel, I feel good, but I know I can, I can do better. And, and then because I know the toxins can can really block that feeling state, that when those toxins are eliminated or at least reduced, then the person starts to notice that they're they're really feeling more, and they yes. go, "Oh, I didn't I didn't realize I had brain fog, but I'm I'm thinking more clearly now." And I have more energy and I, I, I just, I feel good. Yeah. If we continually put toxins in our body, there's, a, there's also a large part of the population that doesn't know what they don't know. Yeah. So in other words, they're, they're eating the way they're eating. And let's say they're just eating a, not an organic diet. They're eating a lot, getting a lot of pesticides and chemicals and environmental toxins in their body. They may say, I feel fine. Yep. And that may be true. But I think what for most people that are in that frame of mind, they don't know what they don't know. So they don't, they made it more acceptable to themselves to just feel, I might use the word flatline. You know, nothing, nothing too bad's happening, nothing too great's happening. So that thriving mentality is not really happening. It's just, uh, you know, life's okay. You know, nothing horrible's happening. And it it doesn't have to be that way. I don't have cancer. I, you know, I don't have cancer, so I'm good. And it's like, oh my God, you know, the, 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 um, the research that connects sugar intake with cancer, you know, it's like, and watching people eat sugar and going and going, yeah, no, it's not bothering me, whether it's diabetes or sugar, hypertension, whatever it is, it's like, wow, that's really fascinating. And where I used to feel like I had to intervene and make an intervention and you should know, and you should, and the research says about sugar or wheat or whatever, it's like, yeah, Everybody is where they want to be in a sense. And I say, I say that in a sense, like a person that's really connected to their sugar and don't 
want to know what they don't want to know. You know, I don't want to know that I have to give up hot dogs. You know, I don't want to know that because I like my hot dogs or I like my sugar and my candy and my, and it's like, I don't want to know that stuff. So we go into that, that place of denial. Um, and my point in saying that is, oh, I don't have the symptoms. So therefore I don't have to worry about it being the sugar that I'm putting in my body. No, it's just a fascinating process of, and for me at this point going just, saying, I know what I know and what's good for me. And all I can be is um, a presence in this degree of, of collaboration with my well-being and my thriving. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, and, uh, and my, I, I feel a little bit differently about that, but we're, we're doing two different things here. In, in your work, you're a transformation coach. And so people come to you for that, correct? They, yes. they come to you for your expertise and your coaching, maybe to thrive. They want a better life, whatever. For me, typically people come to me for the food piece. Yes. And it, it turns into coaching too, because it's all, it's all connected too. But they hire me to tell them. Yes about the bad stuff they're putting in the body. So they have given me carte blanche to discuss all of that and give my opinion on that. Yes, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah so, so, so we're talking a little bit about, it's kind of the same thing, but it's a little bit different because of the, maybe the intent of why the person has come to you versus why the person is coming to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, and we're I think we're on the same page too because I have people who are dealing with food issues and when they don't make the progress that they say they want to make it's like how, how as a coach and as a, a support and empowering person how do I be with that? And rather than making people wrong or bad or resistant, which is another way of saying they're not doing what I'm telling them to do, there's a place where even, even within ourselves, we have to go, okay, I'm not ready yet, or they're not ready yet. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we're not, we're not beating ourselves up if we're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really important thing, because I know a lot of people, and you've heard this, I'm sure a lot, people feel guilty when they eat stuff that they say, oh, I know I, I'm eating that and I, I feel guilty. And it's, it's like, as if the guilt gives them permission to eat what they want to eat because they'll feel guilty at least, you know, as opposed. To, so it's like, let's take the guilt out because that will contribute to eating more comfort food. Um, let's, let's look at just, you know, you're, if you're not ready, you're not ready. So, my, and my point in bringing this in is, is I'm, I'm working with that same element of, of, um, people wanting shifts in their life and they want shifts in their whole well-being. And sometimes they're not ready to give up those patterns, perhaps of eating or patterns of relating or patterns of communicating that are not working, that are not creating thriving. Yeah. And say, yeah. yeah you're, you're not ready. So let's work on another element or let's work on something that's going to support and empower you to be more ready. Yeah, that's very important what you're saying. One of the things I do with my clients, if uh, initially with my consultation, I'm pretty clear that if if they're not willing to, if they say they want to heal their physical body, 
if they're not willing to eat mostly organic, I can't, I will not take them as a client. And my reasoning is because I feel like I would be out of integrity in saying, okay, so let's work on your issue, your physical issue or your body while you're continuing to put those poisons back in your body. I know that it just won't work. So I just, I clear that up with people right up front. So I'm going to give you a lot of information. Now you get to pick and choose what you want to do with it. And I'm not going to beat you up because, you know, you had a day where you, you know, fell off the wagon, whatever, and ate a a bunch of processed food that day. So the way I would handle something like that would be, first of all, how do you feel about that? You know, I would go into that feeling, you know, state with them and then have them really talk about what they learned or use it as a teaching moment and never say, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. That is so wrong. You're so bad. That would never happen that way. It would be, well, that's interesting. What did you learn? Great. So uh, I think we're, we're, we're talking about the same thing. Yes. And um, because I, I think there's an there's a commitment that we make to our clients to empower them, not to stroke their egos and make them feel totally comfortable all the time. Right. <laughs> so or, uh, I call it um, pop quizzes. In mm-hmm. a, when uh, whether they're in with me in a conversation, and this this is true for friends too, uh, but in a conversation with a client, if they're um, if they're experiencing something, even outside our sessions, and they get challenged by this, you know, organic apple that's four dollars, we'll say, or an apple that's ninety-five cents. What am I going to buy? And in that moment, there's a pop quiz. I call it pop quiz. It's like, wow. So, what's the quality that I'm after here? What is it that I'm wanting to to nurture and nourish? I like those words you used earlier because we're we're nurturing and nourishing not only our bodies. We're nurturing uh, and nourishing a, a sense of empowerment, as you've said, to choose in alignment with a higher knowing, a higher truth, a higher uh, point of perspective. And when we do that, our vibrations shift. We are aligning with a higher sense of self. And so I call them pop quizzes, like, okay, now I'm in this pop quiz. Do I choose this or do I choose this? It's even in terms of an email that comes in and I go, oh my God, I don't want to look at that. It's like, okay, it's a pop quiz. Do I look at it and get it over with and deal with the truth of the moment and be in the experience of that? Or do I avoid and ignore? So we're always having these pop quizzes of listening and and being present to ourselves, whether it's with food or with our emotional or financial, it doesn't matter. It's that quality of how do I want to be in my life and thrive and flourish? And it's not like flourish, yay, but flourish up up a bit from my baseline angst, frustration, worry, guilt to something a little bit more elevated. And that's what we're at here. And how do I know the difference? It's like, am I buying this apple, this $4 apple, because I'm supposed to, because Rosie and Carol say I should, you know, that's the wrong reason to buy that apple. Yeah. You know, or that's not empowering because you're doing that for somebody else. You're not doing it 
That's right. And you're not doing it because your body is saying, yum, this apple's calling me. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it. But, so that's what we're wanting. Uh, even me, I work with this is, is, is this um, nurturing and uh, uh, growing my capacity to choose differently in alignment to what I know to be true, you know, and what I want in terms of, we'll call it flourishing or thriving, but just elevating my sense of peace in my life and, and uh, calm in my life. You know what else this uh, brings up for me is I feel like once I know something and I know it as a truth, to me, there comes a certain responsibility once I know. It's it's hard to go back to unknowing <laughs> once right. you know. So right. once you learn something, I think th- that really feels like it is the truth. Once you learn that, that sense of responsibility that you have to yourself, because I feel like we are responsible for ourselves. And my goal is to be 100% responsible for everything in my world. Yes. Not control everything, but just be responsible for how I choose to react to situations and how I choose to think about things. Again, once you you have that sense of responsibility to yourself and you really get that, to me, that is nurturing my nature beautiful and to me there's nothing more beautiful than when i honor who i am who i really am that's right without those self-limiting beliefs that i have taken on yeah so that's where the feeling part comes in to kind of wrap this up to me is that when when we really learn to feel And it's a practice, you know, how do I feel about that versus how do I think about that? Those are are two different things. And if we really start paying attention just in in our bodies, you know, if some people say, well, I don't really know what that learning to feel is like. Well, one thing you might want to do is just lie down and do some balanced breathing, Uh, put your left hand over your heart, your right hand over your left hand, and do some balanced breathing till you feel your heartbeat. Well, that's learning to feel. And feeling your heartbeat can be very nurturing to you, just like a baby in the womb that feels the mother's heartbeat. It's something that can be very relaxing, but it also can assist you to feel. And then once you master that, then try to see if you can feel the flow of your blood in your body. Oh. And so those are these are just a couple of tools that have worked for me yep. to to help me deepen my learning to feel. I uh, I those are great. And I I I think I, a couple that I would I would offer is uh so for instance the example is um I went into a particular uh department store and I I couldn't stand it the vibration, the, 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 the experience I was experiencing was what it was. And I could not stay in that, in that, in that store. And so to, to experience that, to, to feel it and know it. So we're not talking about feelings as an emotions, sad, bad, mad, glad, happy. We're, we're talking about that. Plus the, the sense of, of 
who you, what you're experiencing around you and in you, in your, in your environments, wherever you go. That was a really huge experience to go. Yeah, no, I can't go into that store. I don't, I don't go into uh, most malls. I don't go into anymore because for me, it's, it doesn't, the, the vibration of that, my body is sensitive enough or I'm aware of or attuned to enough to know that that, that experience is um, sensation, vibration, that feeling isn't in alignment with my, who I am in my being in this vibration as a body. So those kinds of things are really uh, interesting too, or going into a fast food restaurant and going, wow, nope, not going in there. That just, it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel in alignment with me. So those kinds of practices are just interesting. And it doesn't mean a yes or no, or you're not judging. We're not judging. We're just in, inviting you to uh, attend to these these are aspects of you that are always present. And we're just bringing more conscious awareness to them. Yes. And what you said about not judging so important. Uh, the word that I like to use is discernment. Like Having that. always beneficial to have discernment, never beneficial to have judgment. Yeah. This has been a great conversation, and I hope our listeners got something out of it. And I really enjoyed talking about this with you, Rosie. Right back at you, Carol. Okay. Well, we'll be back soon with another interesting conversation. Thanks for being here. Bye for now. 